1: The Michael K.
2: Show. I think he has every job to choose from except for a rare few. Because if I'm an owner of a team, if I have a coach in place, I would fire him tomorrow if it's not a long-term rebuilding plan and you feel like you're one great coach away from getting the Vince Lombardi trophy. And I'm sorry, I like Robert Sala. I'm friendly with Robert Sala. And that includes the Jets, everybody. Because the one call I would make if I'm Woody Johnson, I would call up Bill Belichick right now and go listen, it didn't happen the last time. You had a problem with me. I will give you 40 million dollars a year to come here and run everything i will not at all bother you i wouldn't even be around the team if you don't want me to just take this over
1: the michael k show on 98.7
0: espn
2: oh! Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's game time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. All the locals are in action tonight with the Nets in Paris. The Knicks are down in Dallas. Take on the Mavericks. Coverage starts at 8 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Rangers looking to get back on track in St. Louis against the Blues. Coverage starts at 7.30 with Don on 10.50. The Islanders host a Maple Leaf. Maple Leafs with coverage starting at 6.30 on the ESPN New York app. And the Devils visit the Lightning at 7. What a zoptic schedule. That's game time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Iris Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew. The original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish Whiskey. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Um, Bud Harrelson passed away today. He'd been battling Alzheimer's for quite a bit. And Don, as a resident Met fan, I know that Bud meant a lot to you in in your youth. So uh, why don't you uh, why don't you eulogize him just a bit?
0: Well, he was he was such a stabilizing force, Michael. Now, obviously, I was one years old in 1969, but I was all consumed by that team. I would asked my dad about it. I watched every video and read every book about it. And even though he was never, you know, a perennial All Star or a Hall of Famer, he was a solid a shortstop as, as you could have during that period of time. And, of course, 73 when he was bench-pressed and dropped at second base by Pete Rose and how he fought for the team, even though he had no shot of beating Rose, really galvanized that team to get to the World Series in 73. And my best memory of him, Michael, because of my age, was him being the third-base coach in 86. And when the Mets won game six, him running down the third-base line, he, he was such a nice guy. He represented the Mets so well. And I had a chance to meet him when Steiner put that '86 reunion together, and I was so happy I had a chance uh, to talk to him. He was just—he was fun to watch, uh, a great coach, a great, you know, mentor to, to young players, and uh, just a, just a tough loss. He had been sick for a while, as you said, so you kind of knew that this was going to happen sooner than later, but. You feel like a part of your childhood is taken away when you see
2: somebody that was such a a big name for that team no longer with us. Yeah, in terms of, like, size, you wouldn't think he'd be a great player, but he was a tough player. He was an outstanding shortstop for that championship team. And as you mentioned, the the third base coach for the championship team in 86. So the two champions that the Mets have, he was certainly an integral part of them. And uh, it's just... Just another reminder how insidious a disease Alzheimer's is. It's tough for the family. It's obviously tough for the person when they're going through it. So um, our thoughts and prayers go out the Bud's family and um, safe travels, Bud. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Sad. Such a
0: tough, such a tough spot for him too when he took over for Davey as manager of the team. I mean that everything was kind of falling apart. You wish he could have had a chance to to take over a team a little earlier. Than that, so it, that didn't go the way you wanted it to go. But but my memories of him are nothing but just you know amazing. And it just just something about baseball, Michael, because there's so many games that I don't know what it is. Like all these players are such a part. You know whether it's hockey, basketball, football, baseball, they're such a part of your lives. But because there's 162 games and it's every single day, don't you feel a little closer to the baseball team? I always felt that way. Like those, those Met teams growing, up, even the bad ones, like I was just, I was a wreck when Gary passed away, Gary Carter. You know, so my, also my favorite ball player was Lawrence Taylor, but like there's just something different about baseball players because they just feel like they're deeper in your life because there's just so many more games and so many more opportunity
2: for memories. Well, six months a year, they're there every day. Yeah. Essentially, they're there every day. So they are kind of like a, uh, a bit of an extended family, so I'm sure a lot of people are hurting today with the loss of Bud Harrelson. We certainly wanted to address that and not just gloss over it. And uh, you know, condolences to the Met family as well. A lot of people with the Mets speak so highly of him. Um, so yeah, and he brought day. the
0: outla- he brought the the Ducks to Long Island in the independently. He was a major part of that team for a long time. Um, so I, I saw they sent out a nice tweet. and Chris King, who does the play-by-play for the Islanders, uh, does the Ducks, too. And, and there's a lot of people that, that younger kids that never saw him play know him from that. So he was such a, just a major part of the community.
2: Um, the Nets have actually made it a game in the fourth quarter in yeah. Paris. They're down by 10. There was a little bit of a brawl right now. Uh, and they're handing out fouls as, as we speak. So it was a blowout for the longest time. And now the Nets have closed to within 10. We'll see what they do in the Paris game. That's why we're a radio-only vehicle, probably until about 5 o'clock. At that time, they'll join us for the simulcast. The big story today, obviously, is Bill Belichick and uh, the Patriots uh, parting ways. A classy move by by Kraft because Belichick is still under contract. And if it was a mutual parting of the ways, he could demand compensation from any team uh, that would uh, ask for it. But he's letting him go free and clear. And that's exactly um, what the... um, the, T- the Tennessee Titans did as well because Vrabel was under contract, too, and uh, their owner was asked, well, why didn't you demand compensation? And she said, because we, we just we we need a coach right away. And that would be me. Ma- and, and just because you demand comp- compensation, the coach has to say, listen. This is where I want to go. He has to agree. So we thought we'd just waive it and we try to get a coach right away rather than sit there for three weeks until we could pull off a deal. I don't think that's why Kraft did it. Because if you think about what Kraft got from Belichick and Brady, I mean, his, his team's value, I, I, is it ten times more than when he bought it? 20 times more than when he bought it. You tried to buy the New England Patriots now. It's a four or five billion dollar proposition. This is a guy who used to sit in Schaefer Stadium and watch the games by himself or with his family. Uh, And when they were awful. So he he appreciates what Belichick did for his team. So Belichick's free to go anywhere. It's going to be very interesting over the next couple of days and next week or so to see where he ends up. And a lot of people are saying, hey, could be San Diego. Then you heard today on ESPN, he doesn't want to play, uh, doesn't want to uh, coach an AFC team. It wouldn't be fair to the Patriots. That's nonsense. Stop yourself. And a lot of people are also saying that the perfect coach for San Diego or San Diego uh, for the for the Chargers would, in fact, be Pete P Carroll. I think so because he could sell the team, and that is definitely the second team at SoFi Stadium. They just are; they're second class citizens. So you bring a guy who had set success at USC and has has won a Super Bowl in Seattle. Let's see. Uh, I mean, if I'm the Chargers, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm definitely going to go for Belichick. But the Spanos family sometimes doesn't pay the most money. And I don't know if Bill Belichick needs money, but this is how people keep score, too, guys. So if somebody offers him $30, $35 million, it, it could turn his head.
0: I, I still think it's going to be one of the playoff teams. Uh, I, I, I know what Ian said about Dallas, but it's such a ready-made team if they were able to make a move. And I know Jerry could promise – that he would back off, but you know, and, and I don't know if he would or wouldn't, but you know, it's been a long time since Jerry's won. He, he's in his 80s now. Uh, would he step aside and acquiesce to, to Bill's wishes and not speak to the media and all that? Because that's what drove Jimmy crazy was that you know, he'd, you know, he'd hold the press conference and he would say something opposite or try to take credit for something Jimmy did and all that. I, I think Bill just wants the wins and he wants the trophy. Uh, I, I still think that could work in Dallas. I think Philadelphia certainly is in play because I could see them letting go of Sirianni if they were to get beat by the Bucks, And they have a great GM in place in Roseman. Yeah, so, I don't, again, I don't know any other team that's in the playoffs that might, might make that move but because uh, I don't think any of the other ones would. But there, there'll be a landing spot for him.
2: And there's also some rumors. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's a strong rumor that D'Amico Ryans could be somebody that Alabama wants, and he is beloved in Alabama. And everybody oh. thought it was going to be Dan Lanning, the coach of Oregon. Dan Lanning actually called into Pat McAfee's show because there were reports that he was in Tuscaloosa interviewing. Mm. And he's sitting in his office in Oregon. He said, I I don't want to leave this job. I'm not leaving this job. So any of these reports are erroneous. That was a guy that everybody thought for sure was going to get the job. So now you wonder if he's a dabble. Sweeney. I will tell you this, everybody. Alabama used to be one of the, you know, like the Yankees, the Cowboys, that that sort of job. I don't know if it's that anymore with NIL. I just don't know. Because they don't have an endowment like every other school. They just don't. How are you going to pay players? And that was one of the things that probably drove Nick Saban out of college sports. He thinks that players should be paid. But he doesn't want to pay one guy $5 million and pay another guy 100000 hey. He and, and agents are involved, too, with NIL. So that, I think he got out when the getting was good.
0: No, you're right, Michael. There, there was a time where you know Oklahoma and Nebraska were powerhouses, and, and, and they're not as much anymore. Can Alabama end up becoming that? I think that's exactly why Nick Saban left. And Saban's at the, at the age now where he can sign with ESPN or Fox, make a ton of money. His legacy is cemented in college sports. So I don't know if he's going to be hungry to run around. And if Belichick had already broken the record, Michael, maybe he would go quietly into that tonight too. But
2: wouldn't it be great if Belichick gets a job and Saban is his defensive coordinator?
0: <laughs> I, I, that would be something. I don't know if that would happen, but that'd be a lot of. He'd be the highest paid defensive coordinator i tell you in the history of the sport. Now,
1: now does any part of you guys believe that Pete Carroll will in fact settle with some sort of job within the Seahawks? Well, no. if he doesn't get a job, he will.
2: Although I think he'd be good on TV.
1: Now, does them retaining them the way that they did in theory for a job within the team allow them to trade him or, or make some sort of move for him? Great
2: question. I guess they still have him under contract, but
1: that wouldn't be cool if they did that. I mean, he's essentially fired. But that, but that could be exactly why they did it this way. And, you know, maybe they did it on good enough terms that he's like, sure, we can, we can handle it that way.
0: Well, the way he talked in that press conference, he sounded like somebody that definitely wants to coach immediately. And he said he's excited. I don't think he's when he said he's excited about the future. That's not to be an advisor with the Seahawks. It means well, he excited. wants to coach. Yeah, so I don't know if they'd hold him back, and I think he would take you know a job. And I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities. Nice. a lot, All right, of good, so, lot of good jobs out there.
2: I've been saying this about our business for a long time, mm-hmm. especially the television side of the business. There is an obsession by people in our business about Emmy Awards. Obsession. I think it's the most ridiculous tripe I've ever seen. And I, I have an Emmy right here on the desk in front of me. And I've, I've been blessed to win a lot of Emmys because I've been on a lot of great uh, Yes broadcasts and before that MSG. It means nothing. You get a 15-minute tape of your whole week, whole year's work. And then they ship it out to somewhere, I don't know, Kansas City or Oshkosh, and those people will watch the 15 minutes. And they're, gonna, they're supposed to judge if you have the best broadcast or if you're the best play-by-play guy or if you're this or you're that. And people in this business drool over themselves to get it. Mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It really is. And I've told bosses this because you've got, you got to like pay money to submit entries. So what do you even care? Just, who cares? We know if we did good work. And believe me, I want a play-by-play Emmy. And it's but it's nicer to win than to lose. But what does it mean? Why are we going up against each other like that? And then the news today that you know ESPN submitted fake names and then changed the names on the engravings to give them to Kirk Herbstreit or Lee Corso. What does it matter? I have these fights with people all the time. I said, Does it doesn't matter. I also have these fights that, you know, well, what do you care what uh, Marsh and or Mushnick writes? And I go, because people in our business care. It changes the way people think about it. So to show you the importance of Emmys, that they're actually, ESPN got caught for what, what was it, a 13-minute 13-year period of changing the names or submitting names that don't even exist and then changing the names on the trophy to give the – think about the sickness of that in our business. And it's like that in the movies, and it's like that in music with the Grammys. It's an absolute joke. It's an embarrassment to everybody in this business.
0: Well, I had heard – I don't know if Billy told us this or or I read it somewhere that, like, Mr. Saturday Night was doing okay And it didn't win the Tony. Didn't win the Tony. It's gone. Yeah because because that's the only way you could really sell come see my play like people you could say all you want, Michael, about how convoluted it is. It's same with ratings and radio. I mean, I could sit there and bore you to tears over the next 20 minutes explaining to you how those ratings are garnered. You'll, you would laugh at it and think, like, how is that a way to be able to decide who's good or not? But in the world, the highest rated shows are the better shows. The Tony Award winning shows, the Oscar winning shows, the Emmy winning shows are the shows that are the greatest. That's the perception in the mind of the viewer and the listener and the general public. So even though they might be BS, and the way that they get that information is ridiculous, it still means something, Michael. It does for to you for you to close a perfectly good Broadway show because it didn't get nominated for a Tony or win a Tony. To me, is ridiculous. But that's how people perceive it. Like, how could this be any good if it wasn't nominated for a Tony? I'm not going to go see it.
2: But but you only uh, now in, in the case of a Broadway show. I mean, the, excuse me, the casual uh, Broadway theater goer. Might be swayed. Oh, it's a Tony Award winner. Okay, well, what does the Emmy mean? You 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 know who's good on your staff. You know who's good on your I mean, air. It has to be validated by five people sitting in a in a cubicle no. in Kansas City, and oh, you hey. have to cheat. The do- I mean, it's it's not well, a. Case case it re- what kind of
1: what kind of validation are you doing if it's not even le- it's not even right. legitimate? It's it's well, it's, a, it's a bad sense. look.
2: It's a bad look. It's a bad look for our company that that, that they were involved, in. and I believe it's a bad look for everybody in the industry that they put so much import on such nonsense. Well, well because how because, can somebody uh, judge a fifteen-minute tape and know if Gary Cohen is not as good
1: as Iron Eagle? How 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 can well, you do that? But, and, but if I knew, a, and if I knew cheating was an option, couldn't we have skewed <laughs> the ratings so we didn't lose to a felon? I didn't even know that was a well, choice. I'm just saying, Don, I didn't know that was a choice. I, I would have made a phone call. but Michael's right, but yet he's
0: wrong in How? the sense that there's still some cachet to say, look who we, look at the Emmy winners we have on our staff. Like we we, we always debate in sports what's what's the drop the mic moment in the rings? All right, well this player is better than that player, but you know, he's got he's got Joe Montana is better than Dan Marino. He's got four rings but Don, Marino doesn't earn
2: those rings. It, it was it was I, earned on the court. The, These are not earned. They're, know, they're but, so subjective. But
0: the general public doesn't know that. So the general public sees a font, three-time Emmy winner and they go, "Oh, that's that's a pretty good hire by ESPN." They they were able to land he won three Emmys or well, then that, that that shows number one in New York. I should listen to that show. That shows number one. Like, so they don't think about how convoluted these awards and these ratings are. They just see that, hey, that's the way it is. I mean, and everybody does it, right? Four-time Academy Award winner. Because to the general public, that hardware still means something. That's why I guess ESPN did what they did.
2: Well, you know what? So One of the person that was supposedly involved is gone. Lost their job. Be. I don't want ill-gotten gain. And also, uh, imagine the people like Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet is amazing. He needs a stupid trophy to validate how good he is, that they had to, like, fake his name on a
1: plaque? By the way, it's not like he went out and asked for it. No, it's not not him at all. They didn't even know they were fake, Peter. The executives did it. Can I, I'm going to, since we're going all the way there, I'd like to throw out, too. Can I just be the first one? I'm going to step all the way out on a limb, guys. You know I'm a risk taker. I say crazy things. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to step out all the way out on the limb and, and say something. Do it. Been a weird week for ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been it's, been
0: weird, say, it's, it's been a, been a weird week. I was going to say, it's been a tough week. We're 11 days in. Yeah, it's been. What else do we have in store?
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and after everything that happened last night, Stephen A. goes on a uh, very entertaining, just half hour destruction of Jason Whitlock that when I tuned in, guys, had at like 9 o'clock at night, had 32,000 people watching live on, on YouTube.
2: These are strange days indeed. And and, and you know, we, we talked about this in the three o'clock hour. So Belichick and the Patriots part ways. This is a day less less than twenty four hours by the way, after Pat McAfee came on the air and said Aaron Rodgers not coming on for the rest of the football season. And Aaron Rodgers makes sure to come on today and talk about Bill Belichick. Now, if you really needed a quarterback to come on and sing the praise of Bill Belichick, I guess you try to get Tom Brady. I guess no. you think not you barely, happy, sure? but maybe you get Tom Brady. So Aaron Rodgers, all-time great. So there's some, but don't you think that Aaron Rodgers that that was a little bit of a flex by him? Oh yeah, I'm not coming on.
1: Watch well, me. What well, was it a flex by? Was it a flex by him or by Pat? Maybe both. I don't know. mean. I don't know who was trolling. But that had to be a troll. I mean, it, don't get me but, wrong. If we were offered Pat, Ma- uh, sorry, t- uh, Aaron Rodgers today to talk about Belichick, I, yeah, of course you say but, yes. He's an all time great. But Michael, to your point, he's not exactly the guy we needed to hear from today. Right. He so, he could have survived the week, Don, without so, doing an interview about so the, Belichick.
0: So then, why did McAfee feel the need to tell his audience yesterday that Rodgers was done for the rest of the year?
2: I don't know, but maybe the flex was, well, come on tomorrow. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I understand it either, Don, but, like, it does seem odd, don't you? Like, you know, Pat gave his statement yesterday, seemed very sincere, that he was, like, happy, kind of, and ready to move on. If you were happy oh. and really ready to move on, then the next day, it just— it,
0: But he came on to talk about Belichick. There's no relationship there. Like you said, well, you he could have gotten kept, Tom he kept Brady. talking
2: about how Belichick would always stop and wait until he's doing his interviews just to, like— you know, say nice things to him on the field. That was that was his so, big contribution. So
0: well, that's nice. So if if you want to go conspiracy theory, like I said earlier, yeah, you
2: was know, he trying to grease the skids to maybe get Bill to come here? And it was also interesting what Ian O'Connor said. Oh, he left. He he didn't do the Jets, not because of, I mean it's always been reported he he didn't like Woody Johnson. He couldn't have known Woody Johnson. Did he have a bad experience with a Q tip? I'm not quite sure, but he didn't know Woody Johnson. I mean, Leon Hess was the guy who signed him to that deal, and then he passed away, and the, the, the family sold it to uh, Woody Johnson. But it was really because he didn't want the specter of Bill Parcells hanging over him. Well, Parcells is gone. He's yeah. not there. So Woody Johnson should at least make the phone call. Don't you think that's a normal thing? Make the phone call to get the greatest coach of all time?
0: So I don't think it had anything to do with you know trolling ESPN. I, I want to know what Roger's motivation was to come yeah, on. Yeah,
1: that's, that's very good. That, that is a very interesting thought, my friend.
0: So Very it plants a seed that, hey, Rodgers is on board with it. And, and, and as far as Robert Sala, and I know it's kind of cruddy, for lack of a better word, to, to, to give a vote of confidence to a guy, say that he's coming back, he's not going anywhere, and then all of a sudden letting him go. For Bill Belichick, but if you have the conversation, I'm sorry, Robert. We wanted to bring you back, but this opportunity presented itself. and well, I, I think mean, it's better for the team. I'm you sorry.
2: Know, you 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 could pledge your allegiance and your devotion uh, to your wife. I would never leave my wife. And then Margot Robbie asked you out. I think you, this is Margot Robbie. Well, that's. I'm not comfortable with that comparison. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to be well,
0: comfortable with it. it well, I mean, but I. But this it, is I made mean, my vows in front of all God. Time. I mean, I I don't. <laughs> I'm not
1: comfortable with that analogy. But, but. okay, Don. How about this? How about this? We know you wouldn't. How about this? We know you wouldn't decide to leave Nancy, but to Michael's point, if someone offered you a, a, a night with Mike Brownshire or a <laughs> night with Dua Lipa, you'd, you'd hesitate a second longer with Dua Lipa. Uh, no, no, yeah. right with him.
2: I mean, his 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 dream girl is Beckinsale. Just give him Beckinsale. Uh, that's true.
1: I'll give you Beckinsale all night long. But 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 as far as
0: all right, it's it's an awkward conversation. But Robert Sala's is still going to get paid. I think Robert Sala would understand. It's Bill Belichick. Right, just it.
2: like Nancy would understand it's Kate Beckinsale. Well,
0: you're just going gonna to dig in on the analogy, right? <laughs> it's, not, it's apples and wrenches. But I, I hear what you're saying. Anytime, you have an obligation, if you're an owner of a team, to do what's best for the team. And you cannot look yourself in the mirror. If you've got an opportunity to get Bill Belichick and say, listen, I think it's better for the team if Robert Sala continues to coach the team and let Bill go someplace else. Now, if Bill says no, if Bill's not interested, that's a different story. Or if for some reason you don't think Bill makes your team better, well, then that's fine. But if you think it's better and you don't do it because you feel like some moral obligation to Robert Sala, and believe me, it wouldn't be the first owner that would give a vote of confidence and still end up firing a guy. So I, I think you got to do your due diligence here. I mean, maybe this could, this would actually be something interesting, right? This has been kind of the thorn in the, in the, the side of the Jets oh, forever.
2: Be, imagine we get the Belichick Weekly. Oh! Mm. He's yeah. good in theory you know why it's still bill belichick people tuning in i don't care if he grunts for 20 minutes i gotta tell you though there's some weeks that would be tough wouldn't it well you know what as great as robert is, some weeks were tough i I gotta tell you
0: you (laughs) that's my point it's always tough i mean i would say I, i think michael would agree that the best coach we ever had as a weekly with the jets was rex yeah but it's still, there were times towards the end, Peter, where it was really tough. And the wasn't worst saying would have anything. to be a tie was, between
2: Gase and Mancini. It was ugly. Mangini. Well, Mangini, well, Gase, well, he
0: wouldn't come on. And then Mangini, I had to come in at 11.20 and tape it because he'd only do it in the window of the media window. No, because he wanted to know the questions, too. Well, that's true. But 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 still, it's the Michael oh, K boy. show and Don LaGreca is interviewing at 11.30 in the morning.
2: It was odd. Anyway, when we come back, Amani Tumor, he does not ask you for the questions. Know. He does not ask for them. Hey, it's Michael okay? K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC, Richard & Son. It's a local company, family-owned. I trust them for my appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. They're experts who use a four-step mattress fitting process to find you the right pillow, the right comfort, the right technology, and the right adjustable base so that your new bed fits you perfectly. They guarantee it. And free in-home delivery on all mattresses, $199 and up. So do what I do. Get to PC Richard & Son, the local company that you could trust for your new mattress. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza,
0: the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition.
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply.
1: Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you wonder,
2: is Amani Toomer, who joins us every week at this time, Is he going to be tough to deal with today? Because his Wolverines are national champions. He was in Houston for the game. So, Amani, are you coming into this with a different attitude?
3: Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Yeah, man, it was unbelievable for Michigan to pull off one of these championships. Unbelievable.
0: It is the best fight song in college football, too, by the way.
2: Better than Notre Dame, hands yeah.
3: down.
0: Oh, yeah, and the Michigans stop. is the one that sticks with me.
2: Wow, the victors, come on, yeah, the best. So, was it a good time? Did you have a good time?
3: I did, but like, I like Michigan was a hard time in my life growing up. Uh, you know, going from California to Michigan, so it was tough. Like just dealing that, doing that, dealing with that, dealing with the weather, dealing with the pressure of being like a, a quasi pro sport athlete, and then the classes. And all the uh, late nights, writing papers, it was a tough time. Cool. So I was a little uh, – I, I didn't really want to go to the game. But after that, I went to the game, I saw some of my old friends, and uh, it was old teammates. It was great. It was a celebration of Michigan football.
0: Well, is it bigger to you than, say, if the Giants won the Super Bowl next year?
3: No, I think uh, the Giants was a much more – it was a, the stress was still the same, but it was much more enjoyable. Uh, to me being in the pros and in college. I just felt like in college they were playing on your, But you you know, you're doing it for the old college try. You're doing it for, um, you know, for your school and all this stuff. It's on your emotions. But in pros, it's like, look, you can play or you can't play, and there's no pretense. You're just doing a job. And and, uh, it's very honest. It's very straightforward, and I can deal with that. But when college, it's like – it's a weird, they try to pull on your emotional strings to stay and to. So would it have been
2: better if NIL was in existence?
3: It would have definitely been better. um, Because I remember like our coach at the time, Gary Moeller, he made $500,000 a year from Nike for us to wear Nikes. (laughs) And then, and uh, then we would tape up our shoes and the shoe companies hate it when you tape up your, your shoes. And so, they wouldn't allow us to tape up our shoes. They cut all the, the, the ankle tape, we call it this spat, where you put the, black ta- the white yep. tape around the black shoes, and they cut them in half, so you could only have like a half spat. It was a weird It was a weird situation, but um, everybody around us was making a whole bunch of money. Our coaches were all making like 100,000 dollars. Trainers were making 100,000 dollars, and we were uh, struggling for these pizza cards so we could eat uh, late at night, uh, get pizzas while we were studying.
2: All right, so, so the big story today, Amani, is obviously Bill Belichick. You played against him. Yes, yes. Is he the greatest yes. coach of all time?
3: Um, oh Wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me put this caveat. Is it Bill Belichick with Tom Brady, or is it Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? Because oh. we all know that Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is an average coach. Yeah, average. We don't, know, we don't, we don't know
2: what Lombardi would be without Starr, so tell me the coach that's great without a great quarterback.
3: Um, uh, Mike Tomlin has been pretty good without a without a yeah, quarterback. But he, he doesn't um, have six Joe Gibbs, championships. joke he doesn't. But he didn't have the quarterback for nineteen years. Well, Joe well, Gibbs, he had Bill. He, he had, been had Ben Roethlisberger. He had Ben Roethlisberger going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's not. He's yeah, not and they won one championship. So I mean, well, uh, I mean they did. They did a good job down there. Now listen, and you're, now he's you're, still winning without him. Like but, without without. I, look, I don't want to. Take it a, poo-poo Bill Belichick, but he got fired for, from the um, from the Cleveland Browns. He well, Before Tom Brady stepped on the field, when he did have um, Drew Bledsoe, they were about to get fired. Before Tom Brady came on the field, and they won 10 straight games and won the Super Bowl. So to say that Tom Brady didn't have a huge effect on Bill Belichick— oh. You know, it's not telling the complete story.
0: No question, but you said average, and I got to push back on average. I mean, he won okay, a playoff right, game right. with Maybe Vinny Testavert. Well, like he, he won a playoff game in Cleveland when that you know, and and it, it's a long time to go before they won another one. And then he yeah. went eleven and five with Matt Castle as his quarterback in New England. And then went ten and seven with Mac Jones and made the playoffs. So, I I I can live with you saying that he's not the same without Brady. But average was a bit of an exaggeration.
3: Okay, okay, all right. I'll take that back. I'll eat average. I'll say above average.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you wouldn't. So you. But so you wouldn't. You would. Would you be interested in him if you were looking for a coach today?
3: Oh, absolutely. Really? I, 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 absolutely. I think the San Diego, I mean, excuse me, why do I keep calling? The L.A. Chargers would be, I mean, you've got to think of their situation. They're the Jets of L.A. Like, they're the second team in a big city that is right for, um, I mean, they, they have fair weather fans. So if you win in, in L.A. as the Chargers, you'll be able to be the number one team. I don't think the Jets will ever be the number one team in New York, but I think L- uh, L.A. is a, a – a, they can finally, you know, get some real footing because, um, you know, they have a really good quarterback, and we all know that what he can do in developing young quarterbacks, especially what he did with Tom Brady, a uh, young superstar quarterback, and I think that team is closer to winning than a lot of them. So you, if, uh, you were around, the, if you around. were the
2: Chargers, you would hire him?
3: I would, I would hi, hi, absolutely, because I know if you put the right pieces in Bill Belichick, he'll be able to squeeze out all the talent from all these players. They will no longer be known as a team with all this talent and constantly underachieving. This is a team that's right for a quarter uh, for a coach like a Bill Belichick. If you're
2: the Jets, would you call him? And even if it, you know you got to get rid of Robert Salas so what?
3: Um, so you know, it would be great. Oh, that would be. You'd say you have uh, Bill Belichick dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God, that would be that would be that would be great for us. We'd have so much to talk about all the time because I know Bill Belichick isn't putting up with Aaron Rodgers silliness.
1: <laughs> and but so if you're either of the locals though, I mean, you're New York Giants. They, they call up and say, Mister Mara, I'd like to come down there and, and and finish what I've what I what I once started with the Giants. Are you willing to get rid of Brian Dable and bring in Bill Belichick?
3: Oh my goodness! I mean, I love Brian Dable. I do. I think he's a great coach. I like what he's what the pro, the the, air, the trajectory he's putting the program on. But he's a he's a Bill Belichick disciple. So, ooh, I mean, I always knew that Bill Belichick has an affiliation. For, with the Giants because they had their 25th anniversary for the 85, no, the 86, 86 Super Bowl. Yep. And he came, 80, yeah, 86 Super Bowl, 85 was the Bears, 86 Super Bowl. And he came back and he's, you know, everybody, you know, he's, he's very fond of the organization. That would be interesting. Uh, I, that'd be a tough call. that's why I'm glad I'm not Chris Mara. I mean, I'm glad I'm not John Mara <laughs> to make those decisions. But, yeah, that would be hard to turn down. That's all I would say.
0: How, uh, were you bothered at all by how it went down between Dable and Wink?
3: I don't really know what happened. Like, I know he, he, uh, he resigned, but I don't have any, anything more than what I read in the paper and what I've heard, you know, on through the, through the media. So if you have some information, I would love to hear it because I have no idea what happened.
2: Well, supposedly he he fires the two guys, the, the close associates mm-hmm. of Wink, the Wilkins brothers, mm-hmm. and then Wink goes in and drops F bombs on him, slams out of the slams the door and leaves, and goes to his home in Florida. Yeah,
3: that seems like there's no patching that one up, huh? <laughs> I,
0: I just want to get to the bottom of because I I respect Wink. I know he went he he left on bad terms in Baltimore. But I don't think the Giants yeah. are in a better situation now that they lose him as the defensive coordinator. I want to get to the bottom of, you know, what's going on here. There's a lot of changes. He's gone, offensive line coach is gone, deservedly so. Special teams coach is gone, deservedly so. But, you know, a lot of changes around your head coach here.
3: Yeah, but I don't know if that's him. Like I don't know if that's Brian Gable making those decisions. A lot of these decisions are made over his over his head. He is the coach, but you do have a general manager and you do have two owners. That have their own opinion of these particular coaches. So to say, I think it'd be naive to say that it's just Brian Dable making these um, these decisions in a vacuum. There's definitely been conversations between uh, Sheehan, between Mara, between Tish. Like this is this is a high level thing that doesn't just. This is not a decision that the coat that the head coach can just make. I don't think.
1: Uh, Amani, what game are you most excited about this weekend?
3: Ah. Uh, um caught me off guard. I I can't, can't think of them right now off the top of my head. But I definitely want to see You got Detroit and um, LA. We I that's went, a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um I want to see the Steelers play. I want to see the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see the Eagles. I want to see all these teams that are like kind of limping in, especially the Eagles. Because if they were to lose, oh, if they were to lose, I think I think twenty twenty four He's getting off to such a smashing start with, the, with Michigan the way it's planned, with the Giants beating the Eagles. And if the Eagles were to get off to a, a loss, and that whole organization would be turned on its head. And that would just do one thing, put them back and bring them closer to the pack. Cause they're gonna, if they bring in a new head coach, which I've heard might be a possibility, with Nick Sirianni uh, you know, struggling with his new offense coordinator, defense coordinator, I mean, that would bring them back to the pack. And if the Cowboys lost, I mean, it's not good that I'm rooting against teams. That's what makes me sound like a hater. But hey, Haiti 1 is what they used to call me. So yeah. <laughs> I never heard Haiti 1. Well, Haiti
2: 1 Haiti, Haiti is going to be with Alan Hahn tomorrow from 12 to 3 on Barton Hahn. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, out for I can't that. wait. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Thank you, Imani.
3: <laughs> hey, thanks a lot.
2: You got it. Uh, the New York Post uh, just tweeted this out. Uh, Paul Schwartz who does such a good job covering the Giants, the Giants will not pursue Bill Belichick.
0: Well, so it was at least a question, right?
2: right. right? I mean, I I,
0: I get it because because that's the thing. I mean, John has his allegiance. That doesn't seem like a Mara move to to let go of a coach he wants. So I'm not surprised by that. Are you?
2: Um, I would have
0: been surprised if they if they went after. Him.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, I I think everybody owes it to their fans and to themselves to investigate. Maybe they've investigated. Maybe Belichick's prior relationship with Dable, he doesn't even want to think about it. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number. But first, Peter has something to tell is very important.
1: You know what, Michael? I'm so, so glad you brought that up. And you know, this is a very, very big week. A lot of stuff going on. So it's very important that you listen to me when I tell you about BetterHelp. Okay, It's a commercial message from BetterHelp. And this time of year, this is when we figure out a lot of different things. The things that we could do better. The things that we need to eliminate. um, The things we just need to work on. And one great way to improve yourself and help yourself in a new year is with therapy. Uh, It certainly has been incredibly helpful for me at different times in my life. And BetterHelp, they encourage you to adapt positive coping skills, to create healthy boundaries. BetterHelp wants to empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient. It's flexible, suited to your schedule. So complete a brief online questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist. You can always change therapists at no cost. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com Peter today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Peter. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ESPN.
2: All right, so the Nets went all the way to Paris to lose to uh, Cleveland. That is over. So, uh, yes, we'll join us with the simulcast at about 5 o'clock or something close to that. The Knicks tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. That should be fun. Now a little bit of the uh, oomph is taken away because Luca is out, but Kyrie Irving is playing, and uh, the Knicks are going to try to make hey. it six in a row under the OG man. But when you win five in a row, and they've got a chance to rattle off,
0: uh, go on a nice stretch here. Well, they got Houston coming up soon. They can they can rattle off you know because uh, well, they've won five in a row. I mean, they can go you know ten and one, you know twelve and two over the next fourteen, like something real so. Who cares? Like who's
1: in, who's out? Measuring stick. Just keep winning games. This has been impressive. Really has. It's and, and again, it, you're really done getting close to that spot where they are clearly different than they've been in years past. Like this. Don't don't hover. Don't don't show that you're a team that can really get to the top of the heap here. And uh, they have. When was the last time, guys, that you went into the All Star break feeling this team is definitively better than average?
2: Not even these, I, I can't remember.
1: Yeah, because even in these good seasons, guys, we still felt they were average at the break. Right now, they're sitting in the five spot, seven games over five hundred. I mean, this, they're they're starting to get into a different air. So very funny how bunched up the entire conference is. The Pacers, Knicks, and uh, Cavs all with the exact same record. The Heat one game back.
0: So after tonight, you're in Memphis Saturday, no jaw. and then you're no at, jaw, no Marcus Smart, and then a four game homestand Orlando. Back-to-back against Houston and Washington and then Toronto. Then it toughens Orlando's up. Orlando's not bad. No. Uh, but but Houston, Washington, and Toronto, very winnable all at home. They've been very good at home. You're catching Brooklyn, I think, at the right time in Brooklyn. Then it toughens up. Home against Denver. Home against Miami. But then you close it out You know, at Charlotte. Home against Utah. So they can go into February, guys, with what? Maybe one or two losses in the last
2: month? Well, that's aggressive. I mean, they'll stub their well, toe, I would think. But I don't know. Well, why? It, it just because that's it, what so, happens in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, Michael's right, right. You, you, you do run into the unforced errors. The, the Celtics can't beat the Pacers often. Um, How about or, the or Celtics? Like,
2: eighteen and zero at home. No, t- no Celtic team has ever gone eighteen and zero. That's weird, right? Yeah, the and, great teams I had, but when they beat uh, Minnesota in overtime, Minnesota it was eighteen in a row.
1: I'm embarrassed to say I checked out on that game. You you thought it Uh, was over? Yeah, I I, I just thought they were done.
0: They were down 10 late.
1: I just was not paying attention.
0: After this road trip in Dallas and Memphis, the Knicks only have five more road games until March. Brooklyn, Charlotte, Houston, Orlando, and Philly, right after the break. Otherwise, they're they're home. They're going to go on a nice run here, guys. They are, and you're right. They may stub their toe. There's always that one game. You're like, what happened? But but still, you're still going to be looking at a, an incredible record when it's all said and done. Of where maybe it's only two, three losses compared to like 15 wins.
2: Well, we're going to talk to Kendrick Perkins uh, in the five o'clock hour. He actually believes that the Knicks are title contenders, so that's why we wanted to talk to Kendrick. Uh, well, so be... to, I mean,
1: that's starting to become a less crazy thought, right?
2: Well, Tom Crean said it right. Well, the one it's thing I will it.
1: say
0: in talking this team up is I've always felt like the Knicks always feel like they, they're they going to be engaged in every game they play. Like some of the bigger teams, they'll take nights off. I don't think the Knicks want to take any nights off because they, they they feel the importance of trying to get that home court because they haven't established anything. They're not the Celtics. They're not the Bucks. So some of those teams may stub their toe just because there's no want to on a given day. The Knicks have never showed a sign of that. They may not play well, but they're not. They're not getting into the load management. They're not. I, I don't remember them taking a knee on any games. Those just, big uh, teams
1: sometimes do. Can you imagine, guys, if we were to get to the end of the year and they were somehow like the two seed, you know, or the three seed, and we're sitting at twenty one games above five hundred? That the Garden would be absolutely insane every night. It would it would be as fun a time as we've had for a local uh, one of the really big local teams here in a long time. When you look at the the football teams, the Yankees, the Mets, the Knicks, it, it would be electric in there.
2: Why don't the two of us go to a game, Peter? I know you don't like to include me and in Don. I'm not asking Don because he doesn't like to leave home. But let's well, go. That's
0: I, insulting. That what you did is just as bad as what Peter did. Why don't well, you just exclude me? Let me say no. That's that's really tough. That you just. But did play. I not go to opening
1: night? Yes, you did. But you're an event guy. Well, no, no, and he was working. Right, <laughs> I was not working. Yeah, we barely saw you. Yeah, well, you were I was
0: out working. about. I was trying to make some appearances. There's people I, had I don't get a chance to see. So, but so you, is that I did not get. I didn't either. do anything for money that day.
1: All right. No, not for money. You were, you were, you were getting. You're preparing and I, shaking hands and like kissing second, babies. I, I will.
0: No, I'll tell you what I did. I saw the opportunity to do a couple of quarters to get ready for my first game.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was the thing to but, do. But, and right, but but yeah. So thanks all
1: right, for the so, up my So spot, me, Peter, me,
2: sorry. and Peter and Don will go to a <laughs> Nick game.
1: Now, now, real quick, Michael, you're you're uh, you're you're not a super available next week, right? Are um,
2: you in on
1: Are you in on Wednesday?
2: No, I'm doing it from yes because I have a hot stove show. No, stop
1: next with Wednesday. Hot stoves. There's nothing left to do,
0: Michael. What'd oh yeah? Know?
2: What if they sign so, Marcus Stroman but, that but, day? All right,
0: then, then then you have a hot stove.
2: Well, there's still a hot stove. There's a hot stove tonight yeah. I'm not doing.
0: The, the, there's also a show called the K Show where you can get all the what might happen. Then you I do the hot I, stove I, when, when it do, happens. I'm oh, doing, wake wake up, K I'm doing up, the K show. I'm doing the K show. Just in a I'm, different location. I just don't like it. I'm just telling you, I'm a guy that likes to keep it as as pure as possible. It, really? I'm disgusted by
2: it. Really? Okay, Mr. Beckinson. Hey, how about how about we go see uh Mr Who back in cell.
1: what if we go see tyrese halliburton and company on no he thursday? might not play he's got a
2: pull groin from doing that well this split. is a while
1: Hold on, you didn't hear the date yet yeah the date we're talking
2: that's february 1 michael well i'm not look, going look the day before up. my birthday that starts a whole week of birthday celebration well th- isn't that the perfect way to start the bacchanal excellent point yeah excellent that point. thursday
0: night eating eating delicious wings well why don't we do something like really have have a have a day we, we 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 bring the family. Get this, you bring your wife the day Whoa. after Michael's birthday. Lakers Garden Saturday night.
2: I, you know what? I, I don't think I don't think we can like. With, oh, we won't with, all with, all get in the suite with, with weapons. We wouldn't be able to get into that suite. Well, now you get weapon. I, I'm making it to the suite. I won't make it
0: out, but I'm making it into the suite. I, I can't I actually. I'm, I'm booked solid. How about the following
1: Saturday, though?
2: Well, you know why don't Would we you? do this a little bit later? Because I'm up against the clock. I'm getting yelled at by Anthony, which I don't need. Imagine a guy who's 11 years old yelling at a 62 year old man. But that's what's
1: happening. An 11 year old with chattering. A, an 11 year old with a pucic, no less.
2: Right, a Pusick. Kendrick Perkins in the five o'clock hour. But first, Peter wants to tell us about Fanduel.
1: Hi, everyone. How's how's he doing today? Good. When it comes to the NFL playoffs. Listen, you gotta win one game at a time. When you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel, one game can meet a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, has all of your favorite bets, like the Money Line, the spread plus all sorts of player props, everything you're looking for to make the playoffs fun and interesting. And right now, every day, there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if you if your SGP does not win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Peter if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Twenty one and over in physically present New York. Minimum three leg parlay required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire. Seven days after receipt max refund. Uh, $5 less otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsboy.fanduel.com. For all the problem, call 877-8OPEN-WIRE. Text open wide, 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon, starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker.
3: Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.